This is Lane Pod, a 10 to 15 minute weekly show about MBA admissions and experiences for motivated Africans who often cannot afford to self-fund their MBA dreams. On it, you will hear all about MBA admissions, funding options, and current African students and alumni experience. You should listen if you are a highly motivated, low-income African youth interested in leveraging a top MBA program experience to play a role in creating a politically and economically inclusive Africa. Hosting this podcast is Samuel Adioye, founding partner at Lane, a growing community of MBA alumni, students and applicants looking to leverage their MBA experience for an economically and politically inclusive Africa. We started a test run of our lane speed coaching session where we give you free 13 minutes to talk to myself, Olamide, um, Hosanna, or any of the partners, Franklin, and many people who are Franklin in an MBA program or who have done an MBA program. Um, just giving you that 13 minutes to be able to ask your most personal question and then getting kind of like advice or uh, suggestions and you know ideas and areas that you may not have considered giving you that opportunity to have all of all that value i spoke to a couple of people yeah on saturday on that and it was quite amazing uh, first of all the level of quality that they had the experience and also their jerry grade in fact we had spoken to someone who had 335 over 340 and it was completely mind-blowing for us because um, it's it's not something you see often, especially from the background that person was coming from. But there's one thing that popped out of that conversation that I thought I should share with the larger community. It is negotiating offers. Today, I'm just going to explain quickly why it's important never to make a rookie mistake of trying to negotiate your offer right off the bat. It is a bad idea. And here's why it's a bad idea. First of all, you are too emotional in that state to be able to respond with effectiveness. That's one. You're either getting an offer that you're quite frankly not happy with, and you wish you could have gotten more. I mean, you, you think that you should get more. And that's why you want to negotiate in the first place. But the fact that you're thinking about you and you and you at that moment, you are never likely to write up something that will trigger the reader to respond along the lines that you want them to respond. Second of all, you will not be able to communicate thoughtfulness. You will be able to communicate a standoff-ish personality, but not one who has taken time to consider the offer that is being made. Think about it. Put yourself in the shoes of the admission officer. You send someone an offer, and <laughs> within a blink of an eye, a person is responding and saying, no, no, I don't want. It just, how do you feel? That you... Are you inclined to negotiate with that kind of person? Can you say, hmm, this person has thought about what I've offered 
but seeing my own perspective and is willing to be reasonable. Will you feel that way? I'm not sure you will. And that's basically what's happening here. You need to show thoughtfulness as you approach negotiation. Do not make the rookie mistake of negotiating immediately. You could argue that there's going to be instances where you're not, you don't have any time left. I will still ask that you let a day slide before you do that. So what should you do? Uh, the first thing you should do once you get an offer is thank them. Um, and do it from an angle of sincerity. You know, you don't have to take any custom-made template and send. The only rule I would ask that you do is do not exceed two paragraphs. Do not exceed a total of 10 lines. Keep it brief. I'm not going to put numbers to it, but keep it brief and succinct. Don't start, start telling stories of how right from primary school you've been thinking of an MBA and you appreciate their effort right now. No. Just keep it simple and genuine. Thank them. And you can also perhaps ask for extension if you suspect that the dates that they are sending to you to decide right off the bat might be too short. In fact, I'll even, I mean, except if a school is saying you have to decide by next week, you, you thank them. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I understand that, you know, the old resources and time that went into reviewing my application. I thank you for that. Um, I see that the deadline is X, Y, and Z. Is it okay if I come back a little later than that? I'd just like to look through this offer and um, arrive at some good decision. Something along that line. Then once you're done sending that, that's good. Immediately reach out to current student. That's, you know, that's why I say networking is very key. Now it's, perhaps now is not the time to just start reaching out to current students in that program. You should have had your contact one, two, three, four in the school where you can reach out and say, hey, I just got this offer from the school. If they have invested their time also in helping you network within the school, thank them for that as well. And that you really appreciate the effort they put into this. And just let them know. That's why I also say connect with people who can be very honest and genuine with you, have your best interest at that. Difficult at times to get those. But when you can, hold those ones tight. Because the next question you want to ask them is saying, hey, uh, this is it. This is my economic reality. Do you think this is the best the school has to offer? If I'm going to negotiate, how best do I approach the negotiation? They are your insiders. They know to a large extent what your school is capable of offering, giving you a profile. And they can direct you and guide you on how best to get what you can need to get out of the negotiation. Once you're done or in the process of doing that, you can also wait for other offers. It's likely that you must, if you listen to us very well, you must have applied to multiple schools. You must have applied to say seven, and hopefully you did a good, you did you did a good job of applying. And and you let's assume you have other offers. So wait. That's why we really don't encourage people to apply across multiple rounds. If you're applying in round one, apply to all your schools in round one. If you're applying in round two, apply to all your schools in round two. So, so that you can negotiate offer. No one will wait for a round one offer in round two. A round two offer in round one. No one will wait for that. 
Um, so yeah, that's something to keep in mind. Not saying you can't apply cross rounds, just think very carefully about the impact of the decision you're making. You're likely to lose all the offers you have in round one if you have your other offers in round two. No one really waits that gap, except if you're going to accept and pay a couple of thousands of dollars, which people do, and all that place, spending what you get out in round two, that's up to you. Now, once you're doing that, you should let at least two weeks pass. You know, don't rush into negotiating offers. That's not how it's done. Give them time. When you're waiting and you're waiting, you're giving them time. Some people would accept the offer. Some people will reject it. But you're gaining clarity as the week passes. And they're having more and more opportunity to be able to provide you what you do. Some schools, really, all they do is they have a budget for scholarship and they send all of all that budget out in round one. In, in that round, right? They send all the offers. If you negotiate immediately, you, 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 you lose out on people who turn down offers that are as great as yours or that are better than yours or the offer that you want. You lose out on that opportunity. But you, when you wait a couple of weeks, some people would have turned down offers that you like. For instance, full tuition waiver. And if you can then prove to the school that, yes, you deserve it, they can then push that to you. Some have policies that don't flow that way. But that's another reason why it's important to talk to current students so you know what really works in your school. Now, let's talk about when you're emailing them. You need to be very careful in the way you structure your email. Remember, in this email, as much as it is about you, it is not about you. It's not about what you want. It's not about your needs. It's not about your dreams. It is not about all of all that. It is about the school and the value you bring to that school. Never argue from the perspective of, I am someone in need. I don't, that should be an add-on. That should not be the central argument you will be making when you email them. First thing you need to do before even setting up the email content we'll talk about later is hacks for the decision maker. Shoot them an email after a week or after two or three weeks saying, hey, I thought very carefully about um, the offer that I've received. Um, if I were to make inquiries as to whether this is the best offer I can get from the school, who should I be speaking to? Chances are the person sending you the email may not be the decision maker. They have no decision to make. They're not going to sit down and say, we're giving an extra couple of dollars. No, speak to them and ask them for the decision maker. They'll most likely link that up to you. And then you can cut the middleman out and speak directly to the person who has the armor or whatever it is to make the decision on how much money you get. Once you're done, then let's move on to the content of the email. Frame it about them and not about you. Speak specifically as to the value that you bring to their program that is worth that extra money. Yes, it is a transaction. I am giving you this extra value. Oh, I'm reminding you that this is the value I bring in to, to argue that I want that amount of money. That can come in the form of writing a one page. Don't exceed one page, please one page essay it can also come in the form of perhaps you've gained more experience you've been promoted during the period of wait and you can show it or that you even retook the gre or gmat test and shown an increase in scores some schools will specifically ask you to do that 
If you think it's worth it, you can proceed with it and show them that, hey, here's the value I am bringing to your school. Here's the extra value. And I think once you do all of all that, I have seen it work countless and countless number of times. I, I keep saying it. I, I applied to 12 business schools. I got offered to all of them all of them 10 out of which got me no less than 75 percent tuition waiver just one actually gave me about 75 percent tuition waiver with stipend the rest it was full tuition out of those nine offers five of them was full tuition plus stipend and much more so i i i've used it to negotiate offer i have people who have negotiated offers again it's not from the point of view of trying to scheme this call please get this very clearly we're not trying to scheme or scam no that's not the perspective if you're listening to this podcast and that's what you're thinking you are in the wrong place and frankly speaking this is not for you we're sharing this content from the perspective of helping you understand that you do all those after you you do owe them the responsibility to guard jealously the door that other people needs to come through. Don't mess it up for other people. You're asking for more money because you truly do need that money to succeed. It's not because you're smarter than the school. We're not trying to outsmart any system here. I am here to disabuse your mind of that perspective because it will take you nowhere. You're here to get the most out of the opportunity that you can get, not for your sake, not for your sake, not even for your family's sake, but for the sake of the continent that still needs a lot of growing to do. For the sake of the people that look like you and need that opportunity. So you will not get this and shut out people in your community from getting that opportunity by misusing it. I hope that's clear. And I hope that you think just as we think. We think not of ourselves, but we think of the future we can create for people that come after us. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's show. Sound credit goes to bensound.com. Visit for your royalty-free sounds. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from or visit www.cityoflane.com. We understand that there is a chance you would like to connect with us. On LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube, we are City of Lane. That is City Space of Space Lane. While on Twitter and Instagram, you can connect with us at City of Lane. All words together without space. Please support us by leaving a review on our podcast anywhere you listen to it. This will allow more people like you to find us. Thank you and have a wonderful time.